0: Welcome to the Beautiful Teenage Imperfection Podcast, where we embrace the power of community and the wisdom of the village. Join me as we embark on a journey of inspiration, guidance, and shared stories that celebrates the beauty of imperfection. Let's build our community and thrive starting right here, right now. If you like what you're hearing, let me know. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Your support truly means the world to me. Now let's dive in to today's episode. With love, Coach Nisia. I am beautiful. You are magnificent. I am strong. You are powerful.
1: I am inspirational. And
0: you are destined for greatness. Together, Together, we we are the the Beautiful beautiful Teenage Imperfection imperfection Podcast. (laughs) Hello, 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 everyone. And thank you for tuning back into another episode of the beautiful Teenage Imperfection podcast. I am your host, Dinesia Ross, youth behavioral health nurse and certified teen life coach for black and brown teen girls. Today, I have with me the lovely self love queen and expert herself, Denise Francis. She is the CEO of the Self Love Organization. She is the author of the Soul Study Journal and the CEO of the Self-Love Healing Retreat that I had the opportunity to go on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Denise, for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is so exciting. Thank you. I know it's been a little while that we've been trying to get our schedules together yes, to match yes. up. To oh actually. my gosh,
1: it's taken us way too long. I'm so happy. Our schedules match. We're finally here. Yes. Finally about to have such an amazing conversation, a much needed
0: conversation. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So today's episode we're going to dive right in. It's called cultivating self-love through the mother-daughter bond. Denise is the self-love expert. So we're just going to dive right into these questions and give our viewers and listeners what they want to hear. So our first question of the night is, what inspired you to focus on promoting self-love for women of color?
1: Such a great question. And, I, and that's actually a question that I get very, very often. Mm-hmm. I decided to focus my efforts and focus my business and my organization on healing Black women because there is power in healing Black women. Healing Black women can actually end up hearing a generation because Black women are the heads of our culture and our households. Mm-hmm. They're the heads of our tables, the heads of our families. And if Black women learn to heal, the same way that we've learned to adapt the strong Black woman trope that has self-silenced and hurt us more than it's helped us for years, then we can change that narrative, change the way, you know, our family and the world views us as women that are not necessarily strong, but women that are healed. And if we can pass that down through generations and our daughters can watch us heal Mm -hmm. and their daughters Mm -hmm. can watch their daughters heal and we pass it down, then we have the power to change a generation so that generations later can start to prioritize self-love, mental health, wellness, self-care, and it can become embedded into our culture and be a core element of the way that we love each other and ourselves that can have cultural and generational
0: impact. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing for me, like as I got older, my healing journey, I think, that's when it started. And that's when I started trying to, you know, heal through self-love and loving myself. I think as a teen, things were a little bit different with how I view or perceived myself or how I loved myself. But as I get older, which it's still a journey, I think I'm still healing and I'm 30 now and I'm still going through the transition. (laughs) of like, (laughs) You know, like it's a journey that continues. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate what you're doing and understanding the foundation of it as well. So we're going to just transition into our next question. So in your opinion, what are some of the most effective strategies for cultivating self-love and positive self-image for teen girls of color?
1: Mm. I feel like what's the most effective is creating habits that actually generate change. Mm. Because the whole thing about self-love and essentially what it is, is unlearning the things that no longer serve you, or unlearning the things that you learned through generations, mm-hmm. like self-silencing behaviors, mm-hmm. that now you're trying to kind of adapt it into your life, adapt it into your newfound personality mm-hmm. to become the person that you want to be, mm-hmm. to become that woman that you want to be. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what's actually going to create change for teen girls is creating habits mm-hmm. and very strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. Boundaries is kind of something that we start to learn A little bit more as we've gotten older, but just imagine if young girls were taught boundaries from a younger age, what would that do? How would that change her journey of young adulthood, her journey Mm -hmm. of womanhood? Mm -hmm. I feel like that can have such a strong impact. So for me, it would be creating habits that actually generate change. So a good example of this is deciding let's say that you want to start some form of wellness routine in the morning you know like i remember being a teenager and just getting dressed and like getting dressed was like the best thing i could do like (laughs) i wanted to be the cutest girl in high school you know i I was right there with you you (laughs) i remember that being like my main priority but like i wonder how much things have changed for me if I created certain habits that allowed me to value more of myself Mm. than it did valuing my looks. Mm. And I wonder how much that would have changed things like my self-esteem and my self-confidence if I valued more of my personality traits and then created boundaries to protect that personality of mine so that I don't get swindled into things like peer pressure and I don't get Mm. swindled into things that make me feel less than Mm-hmm. so that would be my answer to that question
0: right and I agree because like definitely I was the same way like so consumed yeah, like be the best. <laughs> <laughs> girl what I say like my mom used to go through it if my hair wasn't looking a certain way it's like I didn't want to go to school yeah. I didn't
1: mm-hmm. want to do anything I remember hiding <laughs> in between sets like if I had a wash and, like, a wash and go right. set if I had a stolen set whatever set it was In between those sets, when I was waiting for the next style, I remember, like, wearing a head wrap, wearing a a baseball cap, like, (laughs) trying not to be seen because, like, I wasn't the baddest. And I remember that, like, later on, like, closer to, like, my senior year, I remember that really having a really big impact on my Mm -hmm. self-esteem. I remember feeling, like, if I did not have the hair done, the nails done, the eyebrows threaded, then...
0: Who was I? Right. And that's the thing, because like now with the generation of social media, which, you know, we was talking about, like you see these things and you want to compare yourself even more. Mm -hmm. So I think what you're saying with the boundaries and creating the habits now, especially in a generation where social media is the biggest thing, like TikTok shows you how to do everything, anything. Everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Someone
1: had taught me back in the (laughs) day how to How to do my eyebrows How to do a set How to do my face I was just just going off on vibes Just trying to
0: figure it out Let
1: me have known how to do that in advance
0: You know (laughs) You (laughs) would have spent two hours before you go to school Just fixing everything Yeah, when
1: maybe I should have used those two hours Mm -hmm. To center myself To reflect on how yesterday went How did I handle that conflict Mm -hmm. You know, what do I need to work on Like, What type of boundaries do I need to set Do I want to still stay friends with this Mm person? Group of girls, mm-hmm. is this boyfriend mm-hmm. that I'm obsessed with really obsessed with exactly. me exactly you know exactly. why do I feel like I need to be with this person why yes. do I feel like I need to be inside of this group or mm-hmm. you know if, if there was the same amount of work put into the reflection piece um on top of just getting dressed okay. or even if we did it simultaneously mm-hmm. I just feel like my teenage experience my young adulthood experience would have been less trauma-based and would have been way more joyful
0: yes yes I agree and you know you're speaking to the choir because I was the same way exactly the same Mm -hmm. way but then after now that we're transitioning to adulthood now we're trying to change those things and do the work to change those habits and not be consumed with How do we look every day? You know, it's hard. It's hard because some days I still want to make sure my hair looks good if I'm leaving Mm -hmm. the house. Like it just happens (laughs) unintentionally because it's a (laughs) habit that we have. But yes, I appreciate that. So the next question we'll go into is what advice can you give like parents and caregivers to support their teens in developing healthy self esteem, self love and promoting self love?
1: I would say for the adults of the household that it starts with you. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it starts with you. Although, you know, as a teenager, I didn't want nothing to do with my mom. I still emulated her in mm-hmm. some way, mm-hmm. you know, even if it wasn't something I was doing presently and consciously as a teenager, it was something that I did growing up. Right, right, right. There were certain traits in my mom that I saw growing up that I, as I like continue to become an adult that I realize I don't want that for myself. Like I've seen that, I see how it plays out. I don't want that for myself. So I feel like if it starts with you and if you foster self-love and you foster that confidence, you foster that high level of esteem and, and efficiency for yourself, then it naturally gets passed down the same way you not let's not say let's say not taking care of yourself you're not putting your mental health first you putting other people before you doing these things somehow secretly unconsciously gets passed down as well Mm -hmm. you know sometimes um we start to see similarities between like our parents and our grandparents Mm -hmm. or their parents and their Mm -hmm. parents and you start to see similarities and it's because some things were just naturally passed down You know, So for some people, it's immediately embedded and they just take it on as part of their personality. And for others, they do the exact opposite. But it's important to note that for the child, they need to be self-aware enough Mm -hmm. to be able to understand, I see that, I don't want that. Or I see that and I want to be like that. Why do I want to be like that? Is it because I just adore my mom? Mm, Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because you know, I see the way people gather around her and I wanna be like that. Or I see the way people don't gather up around her and I don't And I don't wanna hold that energy. How am I gonna be different? This is why I say that it starts with you as the adults in the household, as the culture creators of the household, it's important for you to emulate that, emulate strength, but not in the way that silences you. Emulate the strength that allows you to be open, you know? And even down to your parenting, if you're able to be vulnerable with your child, then maybe your child would have a stronger possibility of being vulnerable with you and or others. Mm -hmm. But if they grow in a household that only celebrates silence, then they're not going to be open to sharing how they feel. Mm -hmm. No matter how hard, you ask them to, if they've been raised in an environment where you know don't don't let me give you something to cry for, they're not going to want to cry in front of you when when they're hurt. You're not going to be the first person mm-hmm. that they might want to go to when they're hurt because they probably just don't feel emotionally safe. Mm-hmm. So for, 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 for me, I feel like creating an environment that is centered around boundaries that's centered around the strength of emotion that's centered around holding your head up high. That centered around knowing when you're wrong. A very emotionally safe household could leave for space for questions to be to to, to you know arise in the family, which will then help very simple things not become very big things. Sometimes, if you just talk. You can find the solution instead of it be, instead of it blowing up to be this huge fight, mm-hmm. this huge thing when it could have easily been settled mm-hmm. with how are you feeling? Yes. What do you need from me? Mm-hmm. What am I not giving you that you need right now? Mm-hmm. And then that's why it's really important for the child or the children within the household to know self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And that starts from a young age.
0: Yes. Yes. That was said like perfectly because in all spaces, when I think about my personal experiences and the dynamics yeah. of me and my mom also being like an only child and then also being a West Indian parent, the household was very strict. Like you couldn't do certain mm-hmm. things. Like the emotional connection wasn't there because it was like, I'm the provider. I'm giving you what you need. You shouldn't have any other needs per se. Right. Unintentionally yeah. not even knowing. Um, but now like as I'm older and I'm trying to, express myself more to her and like yeah she's not having no more children but I do take it upon myself to make those generational changes for my future children you know we can't go back in time unfortunately many of us are a product of our environment and we have to want to do that work that healing to be able to change generations to come because as we see it just goes from generation to generation and that's like the key thing that you said between our parents, and then when you see grandparents, the dynamics, you know, and -hmm, then you see the mm -hmm. dynamics you have with them, but then we have to be the ones to want to make the change, so I really like when you said that. Mm -hmm. All right, so now we're gonna go into our next question. What advice would you give teenage girls of color struggling with self-love and self-doubt, negative self-talk? You see,
1: when When asked what advice would I give, I feel like there's not a piece of advice that I can give that 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 could essentially resonate with all all people. Right. Which is why I always ask when that question comes up is why is self-doubt a problem for you? Why don't you believe in yourself? Let's unpack that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What is it about past experiences or future experiences that's scaring you? that gives you that feeling of, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Have you never been successful in doing anything at all? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's support that you need? Would you, would you feel more confident if you had support? Mm-hmm. Do you have the support and still not feel confident? Are you afraid of maybe letting these people down? Is that the reason why you have self-doubt? I think it's important for that conversation to happen before being able to kind of um, prescribe Mm -hmm. advice for for something that needs a level of unpacking. So for me, if you are struggling with self-confidence, self-doubt, self-efficacy, and you're really struggling with that, I need you to sit down, get a piece of paper, write the word self-doubt, Mm-hmm. And then immediately write the first thing that comes to mind. Right. Write what scares you about it. Write mm-hmm. what you think about it. You know, like, mm-hmm. like what are the things that come to mind? Right. Mm-hmm. Start exploring. How long have you felt this way? Have you always felt this way? Um, do you want to continue feeling this way? Do you feel comfortable feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Being able to kind of explore that for yourself, you can usually find the answer. Mm-hmm. I would also suggest that when looking into its feelings of self-doubt and confidence is to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. Sis, that is where you're gonna find joy. (laughs) That is where you're going to find strength. You are not going to find the life that you want to be that person that you want, that personality that you want, that Mm -hmm. characteristic that you want. If you keep staying in the same space, Mm -hmm. if you leave your comfort zone, you will find joy. You will find strength. You will find everything that you're looking for. So on top of that self-reflection piece of like, okay, what why do I feel this way? Mm -hmm. Like, why don't I believe in myself? Like I, I don't think from when I was like three years old, I've always felt this way. Like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Right. And then challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Majority mm-hmm. of your self love journey would be a series of challenges. Mm-hmm. That's why I call a self love journey the intentional effort to heal. It's the difference between thriving and surviving Mm -hmm. because you can survive in your comfort zone and be comfortable and live that way for the rest of your life and everything will be fine Mm -hmm. but you can thrive outside of your comfort zone and live the life that you've always dreamed of or be that person that you always dreamed of or be that person who you really you know inspire to be when I started my social journey, I was as young as about 18 years old and the one thing that I thought of was I started thinking about all the celebrities at the time or you know people who I admired that were just so amazing mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm like, oh this, this person is so amazing And I thought about it and I'm like, what makes it amazing? Mm-hmm. What makes it amazing is that although Serena Williams was 19 herself, she still tried to become the number one tennis player in the world and although Beyonce was a part of a very successful girl group she still jumped out of the comfort zone to try to be a solo artist Mm. and oh and the list goes on right and when I start thinking like that I'm like okay so these people that I admire got that way because they challenged themselves because they went against the grain because they did something different and not something different to cause you know to cause issues with other people. They did something different that was going to personally challenge themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. None of these people were trying to essentially make history. What they were trying to do was challenge themselves. And in response to that, created something new or something different, something beautiful. Mm
0: -hmm. So that would be my advice to that. You were speaking to me on that. (laughs) Like this is the conversation. <laughs> that me and Denise always have. Like so you right now was taking it all in. Like, yes, yes. Do you hear that, Dinesia? Like, Do you yeah. hear what Let me she said? <laughs> Take these notes real quick. <laughs> Cause this is me. Like, I'm still on that journey of stepping out of my comfort zone and some days it's so hard, and it's like it is. It's it not easy. Not it's not easy, easy. and at it was never. All. And it was never meant to be easy, right?
1: You know, it was never meant to be mm-hmm. easy. Nothing about stepping out of your okay. that's why it's called comfort, right? You know, it's like it's like on a really. Um, like on a really cold day in winter Mm -hmm. when you are in the right spot underneath the covers and it's like like if you move an inch the cold air is going to seep through you know you're in the right spot and you don't want to leave this spot but you know you need to you need to to get this money you need to to finish this degree you need to do what you got to do so you know, you you close your eyes, take a deep breath, and you
0: brace the cold. Right, and do deep, what you got to do. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, so, and like every now and then, you look back at the bed and you are like, mm. "Dang, I wish I could be <laughs> in this <laughs> bed."
1: Right now. But these but bills gotta get paid. That's what it's like. That's what it's like jumping out of your comfort zone. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's it's a lot. It's it but is a lot. That is where you are going to find what you mm-hmm. want. Imagine if. You know, Bell Hooks never wrote her first book Mm -hmm. because she thought she wasn't good at it. Imagine if Beyonce never decided to become a solo artist. You know, imagine if any one of the artists that you love, imagine if SZA never dropped her first you know, her first single on SoundCloud.
0: Like, right, imagine. Right, right. Absolutely. And I guess, like, we always have the conversation, like, that's the season I'm in, stepping out of my comfort zone. So even talking yeah. to my viewers and listeners in this space is like, I'm going through it as well. Like, yes. trying to fight self-doubt, trying to fight imposter syndrome, trying to go through Every all day. these things, you know, to be the best Every version day. of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it was like, we're giving advice to teens, we're giving advice to their moms and stuff, but it's like, I'm taking this advice myself. <laughs> self because every day it's a work in progress it is a daily struggle Mm -hmm.
1: a daily struggle you know like even for me being an entrepreneur running my own business every day um it's a daily struggle every day is fear every day is jumping down my comfort zone every day right (laughs) I can't I can't can't express to you Uh every day I'm like okay how am I going to make this dream come true? Right. Like, I'm going to have to do something again out of my comfort
0: zone, you know. So and it's all about balance that is too, where you're gonna find right? Joy. Right, and balance because I think sometimes, even like you know, in adulthood, we become so consumed with those things. But then taking time to give ourselves grace, taking time to yes. find little self care things, even if it's just making yes. up your bed that morning, like that's the self care so yes. time because you be yes. running and ready to go, you know. So like just simple things and like. Taking moments to appreciate those small things, like you always tell me, is very important as well. Yes, it is. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and transition into the Mirror Within segment. All right, all right, all right, Denise. So, the mirror within segment is the segment where you give advice to your younger self. So, what advice would you give to the younger Denise? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um to
1: younger Denise, I would say, baby girl, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Baby girl, you are so much stronger mm-hmm. and so much smarter than you think. Yes. Baby girl, whatever you thought that you could not be, you are going to prove yourself wrong. Mm-hmm. And lastly, baby girl, baby girl, if no one got you,
0: I got gotcha. you <laughs> that was so good baby girl I hope you hear her right yes, like... baby girl, listen listen up baby girl <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so much Denise thank you for being here thank you for being just a guest that I've wanted on my platform for so long. I appreciate you in so many spaces. I hope that we will see you again on this platform. Any last mentions, comments, anything you want to give to the viewers and listeners as we wrap up this episode?
1: I would say. If you want to start a healing journey and you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. Start looking at the woman that you want to be and the woman that you are now. Mm -hmm. Make a list of what are the differences and then start to unpack each one. And as Mm -hmm. you unpack each one, there's going to be a healing side of that Mm -hmm. where you're going to be actively digging deep, looking into your trauma, analyzing it, replaying it in your mind, revisiting it, healing from it. And then there's also gonna be another side that is more active, where you're going to be trying to be that person that you want to be by jumping out of your comfort zone until you feel comfortable to live there, to experience joy. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. Thank you for that. And once again, thank you, Denise Francis, founder and self love (laughs) expert. We appreciate you, girl. And thank you. Thank you. And thank you to my viewers and listeners for tuning in to another episode of the beautiful teenage imperfection podcast. I am beautiful. You are magnificent. I am strong. You are powerful.
1: I am inspirational. And
0: you are destined for greatness. Together, Together we, we are the Beautiful, beautiful Teenage and perfection Imperfection Podcast. <laughs>